For just a second, I was beginning to think that he believed me to be one of his brothers coming to relieve him of guard duty. But then his hand went for the gun that he wore tied to his hip. In the silence of the night, I heard the cocking of the hammer and the tumbling of the chamber as the weapon was drawn, and I knew he had realized that I was not one of his brothers. I heard the beginning of an oath and the sound of his breath as it shot forth from his lips, and that was when I went for the weapon tied to my hip. I knew within the blink of an eye, or within the smaller part of a second, that one or both of us would be lying face down in a shallow puddle of mud. Our life's blood would flow into the dirt at our feet, and our journey in this world would be over. But I also knew it would not be my blood pouring out into the mud of the field. His hand had hardly touched the butt of his pistol, and his hammer had only been half-cocked when I opened fire. I heard the echo of the shot and felt the kick of the pistol as the recoil shook my hand. For less than a second, the flash of the bullets lit up the night sky, and in that second, I saw the look of horror on the man's face as he stood in shock and looked down at a hole where flesh and bone had once been. "'Damn you!' he whispered. Then he tried in vain to raise the barrel of his weapon. That was when the last of his strength left his body. I watched in silence as he slowly slid down the base of the tree and flopped face down in the mud. Small ripples of blood and water floated across the tiny pond and then slammed against the far side. For a second, I stood and stared at the dead man, remembering what it was like to kill another human being. Then I holstered the pistol and turned to look out into the darkness. I realized in that moment that I was what the sergeant had always believed me to be, and always would be, a gunman and a killer. I was a man with no heart and no soul, a man as dead inside as the corpse at his feet. Heavy clouds had moved to hide the face of the moon again, and it had started to rain. Together, the rain and the clouds had hidden what little light the moon and the stars had shared with the night sky. Seeing nothing but darkness, I turned to run, while gunshots broke the stillness. Desperate to escape, I clawed at low-hanging limbs and stumbled headlong into piles of brush as I searched for the gray horse hidden in the shadows of the trees. I heard the voices of men who cried out in pain and anger as they found the remains of what had once been their brother. I saw the flash of rifle fire and heard the sounds of lead striking wood as they fired blindly in search of a target. Water splashed up around my knees and soaked the legs of my pants as I tried on foot to outrun the men behind me. Thick, heavy mud pulled at my boots and slowed my movements. My breath was coming in short, hard bursts as I fought to outrun the dead man's family. I could feel rivers of sweat running down my face and back 
and I knew if I didn't find the horse soon, they would hear the heavy labor of my breathing. I felt the tug of a bullet as it passed through my shirt, missing my flesh by inches and slamming into the tree in front of me. Small flashes of lightning lit up the night, and the sound of gunfire echoed across the valley with every blast of the rifles. My enemies were searching the darkness and the heavy piles of brush by using the cold, deadly pieces of hot lead as their eyes.' 